Hey guys, this is Ariana and welcome back to All Things Good, a discussion-based podcast where we have important conversations about critical topics. This podcast is for any human who is trying to make their internal and external worlds a better place to live. Have you ever wondered how many gallons of water it takes to produce one pair of jeans? Or how maybe our education system has done us dirty, funneling us into this seemingly inescapable capitalistic nightmare that we call life. On this episode, we meet with Miss Delvon J. She is a sample coordinator for a brand that all of you classy folks have definitely heard of. Out of respect to her wishes, we will not be disclosing this specific company. It was so cool having this conversation with someone who works in the front lines of the fashion industry, who also shares similar points of view. During the episode, I recite a few facts, and those can be found at earth.org. Enjoy listening. Today we have Miss Delvon J. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yes, I am so happy to have (laughs) you here. It's pretty obvious that you are from somewhere special with your (laughs) accent. (laughs) You're from Baltimore, Maryland, correct? Yes, yes, Baltimore, Maryland. It was so cool. She is a voice actor, a model, an actress specializing in commercial work, and she is also a sample coordinator for a major clothing company, but for the purposes of the show, we're going to keep that a secret as to which major company, but it is definitely a household name. Yes. I'm also <laughs> a fashion designer. I, I oh. do that a little bit, too. Okay. Um, it's just the whole industry. I feel like most of the things go hand in hand. They really, really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like how we actually met. We met at a security job at the Javits Center. (laughs) (laughs) That was an interesting job. Like, I never did anything like that at a, what was it, a dentist convention? (laughs) Yes, a dental convention. (laughs) It was interesting. It was super interesting, but it was cool. And uh, I met you there, and you were super friendly, but we didn't really... communicate that much we just Mm -hmm. saw each other in the locker room and then we we met again on a charlotte tilbury job yeah see it was me i think it was me (laughs) yes exactly do you want to tell a little bit about your career so far um so thus far i started in fashion like i've been in fashion pretty much my whole life i don't know how that came about but i guess that's the path that I must go on and I'm following it. You're very fashionable, by the way. If anyone oh, yeah. sees you, you, <laughs> you, you're the way you present yourself, you're always like top notch, dressed to the nines, Aww. just to paint a picture for everybody out there. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I went to school in Philadelphia for fashion design and um, graduated with my bachelor's of arts and science. And from there, I lived there for a while and I was just, you know, hoping, wishing and praying to move to New York. And then before moving to New York, I was going to move to L.A., but 
New York finally called me. So I decided to, you know, come here. And it was like one of the major brands that I've always wanted to work for. So that was like eye opening for me. So I finally moved here and I've been here for about almost four years. Yeah. And, oh. um, so the first company you worked for, <coughs> is that the company you work for now or it was that a different company? No, that was actually a different company. Funny thing is, I actually wrote that company down in my 10 year plan in high school. So it was just like, oh, my gosh. It wasn't that Yes. And and I didn't even know too much about manifesting back then. I just, you know, dreams. It wasn't the actual position that I wanted, but I got to see what I needed to see, which was really interesting. Okay. What was your position when you were there? Um, that was my first retail job. So I got to see the retail side of things in fashion. Was that my first fashion job? Yeah, I think that was actually my first real fashion job in retail. And like with my knowledge, I just went and accumulated more skills to go to like to earn more positions or better positions, I would say. Okay, so you came here about four (laughs) years ago. Now, did you also go to school in New York City? Um, no, I just went um, in Philadelphia. Okay, in Philadelphia. And you were mm-hmm. in school for fashion, correct? Yep. Because I remember I complimented your jacket. You were wearing a beautiful <laughs> black peacoat and uh, you made it. I was so blown away. <laughs> yeah, it was one of my student projects, as a matter of fact. I work on that just to fine tune my skills. I try to like take things apart that I've made before to see how much better I've gotten or how can I improve in certain areas. And that's definitely one project I decided to go back to. So I wear it all the time. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So you worked in that retail job and Mm -hmm. then what happened next? COVID. COVID hit that. (laughs) Oh, COVID. <laughs> Lovely COVID happened. You know, my, my prayers go out to those who lost someone and, you know, other things. But it was actually a eye-opener for me. Like, COVID opened a few doors for me. That's when I really established my fashion line. And I started wow. to learn more about business. My fashion brand, Checkmate by Dalvante. And I began to meet different people like on Instagram and things of that nature. And then once the world opened up again, I really started to meet these people in person and started to network a lot more and learn a lot more. All in all, I, with that, I became a freelancer too. Okay. And that's how we met because that opportunity was like freelancing. Okay. Um, okay. I didn't. I didn't realize you had your own clothing line. Mm-hmm. You said that's called Checkmate. Mm-hmm. Checkmate, and that was on the back of the jacket. Okay. All right. So Checkmate. See, COVID really pushed a lot of people. I think. Mm-hmm. We, um. Because did you lose your retail position? I did. I was furloughed, and then um they let me go. Oh and that wow. Was, I was just like, oh my god, like. I was ecstatic. <laughs> I was ecstatic. And I, and I began to just really 
get down to the bottom of it because um, me working a nine to five and trying to do my business, it was kind of hard for me because, you know, once you when, once I came home after not, uh, five o'clock, my day is gone. You know, mm-hmm. you, it's not much that you could, you know, I could really do but to study. But I'm studying and then I'm falling asleep at the computer. So it's just like... <laughs> you know, putting in that much work and then turn around and have to wake up and do it all over again. Overall, you know, I just steadfast and here we are. Okay. So during that time, before everything started to open up and Mm -hmm. when you were really thrown into this project and you had the time, what was that like? Did you start to produce? I've always had the concept of being minimal when producing pieces because of, you know, obviously our topic of conversation, less wastage. I slowly produced pieces, like I would sketch them or I would make them so that I can wear them myself so that I can basically test them. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to, you know, quality control. I'm not trying to sell anything that I don't like myself and if it rips the next day or something like that, like, I have to test it out. And I still do that. Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. that actually is the topic in which we really bonded because we knew each other from the previous job at the Javits Center. Mm -hmm. And then we saw each other at the Charlotte Tilbury job and we recognized each other and we said hello. But I remember we were sitting at the table and we were just making small talk and... Mm -hmm. I recently saw a TikTok video and I actually have it written down here. I went back and I found the fact. And I remember walking in that day during that time period in particular, I felt very like charged up to just spread the word. And (laughs) I explained that I saw this one video. And the fact is the fashion industry will be the largest contributor to global waste by 2030. And 92 million tons of clothes wind up in landfills each year. To give an example, that's one garbage truck every single second. And I remember I said that to you, and that's really what we really bonded over. And you were explaining that you work in the fashion industry and you love the fashion industry, but that is a major issue that you have with the industry yes wholeheartedly it's been a hard i wouldn't say hard but like challenging because i want to create more and i have so many ideas to create it's like i have to build in so many areas so why produce something that that's not gonna you know be seen or or basically be be used you know it's just mm-hmm. taking up space mm-hmm. so i rather lessen the issue or mob in and just, you know, create in different areas and then get back to that when it comes time. Mm -hmm. Well, even like you were saying, your method of designing and creating small batches, really unique items, like Mm -hmm. one piece at a time. Made to order. Made to order. I feel like that, that in itself is so amazing in the sense that it's quite literally the opposite of fast fashion. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually a hashtag on um, 
you know, going around is called slow fashion. <laughs> so it's the opposite, exactly, the opposite of fast fashion. And I feel like a lot of small businesses or small designers, I don't want to say small, emerging designers, um, we're starting to catch on to that or really making it a stamp, solidifying that things should be slow. But in the world of Amazon Prime, everybody wants it yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like a tug of war with it. But those who understand, they understand. So mm-hmm. can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course. So how did you, what, what struck you about that fact? Uh, okay, so for me personally, it's definitely the waste. Mm-hmm. Like the fact of one garbage truck per second. That's, wow. <laughs> like it, low key, uh, anytime I think about climate change or pollution and waste, it kind of spirals me into like this existential crisis mindset. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest thing that I'm thinking about is like every second, first of all, garbage trucks are huge. <laughs> <laughs> and every second, like, we've been talking for how long right now like uh, 15 minutes something like that and we already have yo 15 times 60 let me get my let me get my calculator um where's my calculator i don't even have it right now but 15 times 60 that's a lot uh that's i I don't even know Um, mind-blowing mind-blowing yes that's what gets me and also Social media is great because it connects us with people. It allows us to connect us with loved ones. It does share important information. But one thing that has actually been triggering for me lately is... So I love watching dancing videos. Mm -hmm. And I've been seeing these videos of these little kids dancing. Except the part that is very triggering is the background and the environment and it's these little kids a lot of them are in third world countries Mm -hmm. and either they're just in their mud and grass huts which that's not the part that's triggering even though it is in a way because Mm -hmm. uh, the disparity and how individuals live in this world is totally devastating to me but the part that's really upsetting to me is they're wearing these like brand new manufactured clothes that you could tell are quite literally just surplus from maybe Kohl's or Gap. And I recently watched this other video where it was these kids just playing in their what would technically be their backyard, but it's just literally garbage. Mm. And I recently learned that we pay certain countries in order for us to like ship our garbage there yeah and they don't do anything with it no they they don't and they can't really other than they get some money and they have to deal with the garbage just like they literally walk they're walking on garbage thank you for asking that question that was Mm -hmm. a good question (laughs) that fact i think the thing that really lights me up is the waste we're producing like i feel like we're very privileged being in the united states especially new york city you know we have great garbage removal 
sure people sometimes say that like New York City is so dirty or whatever, but they do a great job picking up the garbage and removing it. But where does that garbage go? You know, that's the huge question mark. Mm hmm. When I meet like-minded people who are aware of these topics and care, I'm so drawn to have these conversations because it's like, I could tell you this fact and we can be really taken aback by Mm -hmm. it. But then what do we do moving forward? Like, how do we fix this? How do do we spread awareness? Mm -hmm. And I used to shop for machine when i first found out about them Mm -hmm. maybe like two or three years ago i did like a nice little haul i got i think like five bathing suits and i really liked them Mm -hmm. but that was before i had the awareness of the labor conditions of these companies i have this one fact here talking about the age of the women who are producing these clothes and it says that 80% of the apparel is made by young women between the ages of 18 and 24. And that's the 80%. But other than that 80%, you know, there's so many issues where child labor and the exploitation of the workers and violating their basic rights, such as very low salaries and excessive working hours. When we see it, it's like, Sheen, oh, wow, like a beautiful bathing suit. It's really great prices. It's going to be delivered to me within a week. Are we thinking about what's going into that? No. We're not. And it's so sad. Like, I, that's why, I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. I am guilty of, you know, shopping at fast fashion places. However, I don't just buy from fast fashion places, wear the item, and throw it away. Honestly, I have things from when I was in middle school. <laughs> Me too. We're both tiny, <laughs> so we can we can still do that. Yes. So, and, and that's what I try to, like, initiate for people. Don't throw it away. Find another purpose. And then nowadays, there's so many places that you can repurpose your clothes. Like, you can sell them online. It is kind of timely, but you can always find a different way to, you know, repurpose your clothes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just get so passionate about it. And, and I'm speechless because people are so, like, naive. I don't want to say naive. Let's not say naive. They just don't know. Yeah, they don't They don't know. And I like to hold a special spot in my heart <laughs> for this, for the people who have just not been made aware yet, you know? Mm-hmm. like Because I, I didn't know. And... Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't really shop that much anymore because I kind of just let things come to me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i tiny, so luckily I get a lot of hand-me-downs. And <laughs> yes. Or I thrift stores. Thrift stores. I shop mm-hmm. my grandma's closet. Yeah. Like I do try to shift towards that, but mm-hmm. I think you make a really good point about if you do purchase from these companies, which, let's face it, very generally speaking, but we all do it. And yeah. it's because it's the most accessible and easy and affordable. Unless now thrifting is getting more accessible and more mm-hmm. affordable. But I do think there's this one concept that 
I don't know if I made it up myself. I probably didn't, but <laughs> I've just been starting to realize we need to have consumer responsibility. No, for real. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about. Like, if yeah. you're buying something, don't throw it away. Or if it's ripped or if there's something wrong with it, like, let's see how we can either repurpose it or salvage it. And to add to that, a lot of people don't know that you can take your pieces to the cleaners and get it fixed if you don't know how to use a, <laughs> <laughs> a needle and thread or a sewing machine. Like, just go take it to the cleaners, the alterations. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Shoe that's what repair. they're there for. Oh that's my goodness. exactly what they're there for. And it's because <laughs> it's a way, it's this generation. That's what it is. They don't, they're not aware. Everything's so fast. They want it now. They want it new. They want it fresh out the box. And it's like, it's okay not to have new things sometimes. Like we said, go thrifting. That's new to you. And it has more love. Like, I yes. love, like, I'd, I'd take a used piece of clothing any day over a brand new one because it has love, it has energy, it has memories in mm-hmm. there. I agree. Shoe repair. Have you ever used a shoe repair person? I have. Like, I, there's, and speaking of thrift stores, there's this, like, one of my favorite pair of boots. Do you know the brand Candies? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, but maybe not. <laughs> like, they're an old brand from, like, the 2000s, like, 1990s. So, I I brought those at um a thrift store, and the heel wasn't, you know, as great. But I took it to the shoe repair, and they gave me a brand new heel. And I take them to the shoe repair every time I need a heel. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, like, with a pair of Uggs. You take them to the shoe repair, and they're new again. Like, they clean them. A hundred percent. The way I walk, I like one side of my heel rubs mm-hmm. out the, more than the other. And then I have to get these things called toe taps because like the way I walk, the tips of my feet, I rub too much on mm-hmm. the ground. Mm-hmm. And I've had my favorite shoes resold. And then also I've had shoes get toe taps and heel taps. And it basically just extends the life yes. of your shoe. You can keep using your shoe for a really long time. <laughs> uh, excuse me for laughing because, I mean, you would think that's common sense, but common sense isn't so common. Or well, people don't know about it again. Like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. To be honest, I will give credit where it's due. Mm-hmm. I, f- <laughs> I feel like I really know about this because of my grandma. Because mm-hmm. she was like, telling me to fix this one favorite purse I had and these shoes. And so I found one and I used them. But to be fair, we do live in a current society where unfortunately, a lot of those types of trades have been phased out. Mm -hmm. And I was actually just talking about this the other day, which this could be a this can and will be a whole nother topic, a whole nother episode, but the education system really did our sturdy (laughs) like oh my gosh how they streamlined everybody like straight into college yo that industry really bothers me because we missed out on so many great trades and skills i think that's starting to change though but Mm -hmm. (sighs) 
Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> the kids aren't even going to school anymore these days. No, because it's so expensive. And uh, it's just they have a one-track way of how they wanted it to be for us. But I think I think that's starting to change. People like you, people with inspirations and aspirations and wanting to improve luckily you're already in that industry and being a sample coordinator you're right there with the top people of the company so if you just keep being you Mm. and sharing your voice when you can i know i know that you'll be able to help make a positive difference i should hope so and that's what i strive for you know somebody's gonna hear something i have to say you know it's just it's too much not to say anything about um because again it affects us all for down to the air that we breathe obviously because those chemicals that the pieces are made from they end up evaporating into the air so Mm -hmm. it's, it's basically a recycling system it all comes back to us it all starts with us and it ends with us. So I feel mm. like we should make a change. Completely. That actually is a perfect segue into another fact I read earlier mm. today. Let's hear it. Okay. <laughs> it said that fast fashion generates more pollution than international aviation and shipping combined. And to put that into perspective, if this industry, if the fashion industry was a country, mm-hmm. its carbon emissions would rank as high as the whole European continent itself. Wow. And, you know... That kind of just gave me a headache. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. It is crazy. It Yeah, it's like... Um, I know I read it already, and... I obviously prepared it, had it on deck for us to talk about, but it's like, depending upon how people want to look at it, like, oh, well, you know, I don't have to see that waste. The garbage isn't in my backyard. Like, okay, yes. But you don't really have the choice as to whether you want to breathe or not. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like, do you want to live today? (laughs) Next week. Like, what do you want to do? Yes. And then, oh, by the way, I'm getting all these facts from earth.org. The two things that we literally, quite literally, cannot live without oxygen and then water. (coughs) I think the longest you can live without any water is three days. And another fact that this website said is that the fashion industry consumes around 93 billion cubic meters of water each year and this crazy fact to produce a typical pair of jeans mm-hmm. alone it takes around two thousand gallons of water yes <laughs> wow and not only does it use this water but much of the water that is used is left contaminated by these toxic chemicals and of global wastewater comes from textile dyeing alone. And I'm not saying this to try to deter fashion altogether. Like, I do not want this to be, like, an obsolete industry. But 
I think about this all the time. I think mm-hmm. about, I actually don't like shopping because it's very overwhelming to mm-hmm. me walking into a department store and seeing it fully packed with clothes. Now, because I tend to have like a more expanded point of view, it's very hard for me to think anything positive because all I'm thinking about is I have way too much clothes at home. Mm-hmm. And I know my parents do. My parents, <laughs> they they have their closets full. They have the guest room closets full. We mm-hmm. have like a basement full of stuff. I think about the warehouses. I think about these literal garbage islands in the ocean. I think about these little kids who have to play on our garbage and on our on our clothes waste. I think about these factories with these people. Like we just need to stop producing. Yes, I agree. Like do we need anything new? Like what else? What else? <laughs> do you need anything else just sell what you have don't get anything in i mean it's the way of the world i get it it's a system it's an ecosystem but do you not realize how much and how fast you're producing for what reason though what's the goal capitalism yes capitalism greedy yeah i mean that's oh wow like that that's the reason why like i mean correct me if i'm wrong or if you have another opinion but like that's literally the only thing i can think because why else like why else are we doing this right i wholeheartedly agree like you said it's overwhelming going into a store these days like it it's just too much to choose from and you just look around then there's a long line and then it's just anxiety. <laughs> For <laughs> real. For real. This is right anymore. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. No, I really, I really, really don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love this ride. I love life. I love living. I love God. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't love polluting and yeah. excessive production and waste. Did you know that the average person wears? 20% of their clothes 80% of the time. I can believe that. I believe it. I wear, like, I cycle through. Like, I have, like, a handful of my favorite outfits for, mm-hmm. like, e- each type of weather. Mm-hmm. I can honestly believe that. And another reason why, like, okay, I holler and scream that I need new clothes and I need, like, better looks but I just seem, I just feel that I just need like a few pieces, not like a whole outfit because you know how you have more tops than bottoms mm-hmm. and you just like, uh, okay, I wore that already. Like, how can I, you know, just add to it and just build off of what I have so that you can arrange for different looks. A thing that I've noticed, you know, personally, um, this is with me having to wear different things every day because not different things every day, or different arrangements every day, different combinations every day, going, you know, going to work. Yeah, going to work. That will put things in perspective for you because <laughs> exactly. you see the same people every day. Yes. I like, can get I away guess. with, yeah, I can get away with wearing the handful of the same outfits because I see like new people almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> like, dang it, I wore this the other day. 
but I find some way to slip it in because, and that's another thing, like washing your clothes excessively, garment care. Like I can't Gar- speak oh, yes, on that. Yes. Can you tell, yes, please share your knowledge with garment care. Washing your clothes excessively, you don't have to wash your clothes every time you wear them. Depending on the material, you know, you can go a couple of days without washing them. Jeans, for instance. I had this discussion with one of my um, friends. She even taught me something. You, I already knew that you're not supposed to wash your jeans every time you wear them because it forms to your body certain type of jeans. So to sanitize them, she told me you put them in the freezer. I never re- researched that. <laughs> I never researched that. But uh, what I do is just take them off, lay them out, air them out, and then fold them up and then until I wear them again. Like they say about every five to six wears, you wash them. I can kind of that freezer thing, you know, I have my bachelor's and master's in nutrition. So I was pretty heavy in the sciences. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to think back to like all my my biochem, my microbiome. I'm trying Mm -hmm. to think back to those courses. And to be fair, a lot of bacteria and viruses cannot survive that the cold the like freezing temperatures but there are some that can so that definitely helps actually that's interesting somehow some way but that just sounds like you had to get a separate free- freezer right? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna put my new york my jeans that i've been wearing throughout new york city next to your ice cube tray listen <laughs> like i'm not gonna do that so I just air them out or uh, wear them another time. <laughs> but that's uh, that's one of the major things that you can also cool down on washing. Like, of course, T-shirts. T-shirts, you know, the armpits are really close. I feel like in the winter, <laughs> I feel like in the winter you don't have to wash your clothes as much because depending on your body type, if you sweat yeah. a lot, then yes, you have to wash your clothes. But if you Are you sweat, a deodorant girl? Well, you know what? You know, you just asked me this and you called me at the right time. <laughs> last week, last week I was wearing deodorant, right? <laughs> and then over the weekend, I had visited some friends, but I forgot to bring my deodorant. And I'm just like, I'm going to try to not wear deodorant. And then ever since I came back, I haven't been wearing deodorant. It's a trait. Like, oh, well, in a second, I'm going to ask how that's going, but... I've been hearing lately, I've been meeting, coming in contact with people who are doing deodorant training where basically you can train your body, like over time, your body gets used to not having deodorant, I guess. What, mm-hmm. How is it going? It's pretty good. Like I'm, I, I, <laughs> I smell myself every day. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay. And I've even worn a shirt that I wore last week, this week. And it didn't smell like anything. So I was just like, okay. Like I exfoliate with baking soda too. Mm-hmm. So that that could possibly help. But I've the you reason good why, little natural girl. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. The reason why I um decided not to wear deodorant is because like I learned about the aluminum that's yes. in the particular deodorant that I use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just like Okay, and again, I don't like to waste, so I finally used the last thicker deodorant that I had, <laughs> and then I was just like, "All right, after this, I'm not, I'm gonna try not to wear deodorant, or I'm gonna um, 
you know, make some deodorant out of baking soda. I haven't crossed that bridge yet, but right now we're doing the deodorant, the deodorant training or underarm training. What did you call it? I mean, I think it's deodorant training, but I don't know. Maybe it's non-deodorant training. (laughs) (laughs) That, yes. Natural. Yeah, natural, natural. natural. You know, I kind of like the way... Like, not when I smell gross, obviously. Like, not, I don't want to say gross in, like, a self-deprecating way. But, like, (laughs) obviously when I'm, like, exercising or really exerting my Mm -hmm. energy, yes, it can be a little smelly. But, like, just, like, natural. Like, and also we probably are so fixated on deodorant because of, A, societal norms. And then also probably just goes back to capitalism because imagine if we just all were like nah i'm good i'm gonna like use baking soda or something like that we would lose a whole industry so it's wild (sighs) in addition to that i've learned that aluminum like when you sweat with your deodorant one that causes like the yellow stains on your shirts oh that's what causes the yellow yes or one of the reasons one of the reasons and i'm just like wow that explains uh, why I have to keep <laughs> soaking all of my shirt. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Being that you're talking about this, I was listening to a podcast. And take this with a grain of salt because I, I don't remember 100%. But basically, they were saying sweat does not smell. They were saying when you get smelly because of sweat, it's because of the bacteria that's naturally on our skin when we sweat that like salty liquid moisture that is what they feed off of and the bacteria eats that secretion and then when they eat that secretion the waste product so like basically the bacteria's poop mm. that's what smells like body odor so this is that's just a random fact but <laughs> no i feel like that's true though because i've actually read something about because you know how you smell like like some people may smell like onion for mm-hmm. bl mm-hmm. that's actually a result of what you just said oh yeah and it's it, a specific bacteria right because mm-hmm, some people smell like meat when they sweat <laughs> <laughs> i looked it up i'm like what um and then it's all in what you eat to your pheromones or your your sweat your let's just call it sweat <laughs> that, can, that that varies in smell due to what is inside see that would be really interesting to learn more about having your diet be the maximum composition for proper inner and outer body health you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just like when you eat certain things it reflects in your skin completely so you said that there's places where you could bring your clothes, like maybe your old clothes. You know, I was actually thinking, because I'm in the process of moving right now, and yeah. I'm going through, and when I move, I like to touch every single item I own so I, I know what I'm bringing to my next location. Mm-hmm. And I have some items that are not necessarily bad. Like, I don't want to throw them away, but they're also not necessarily great. So I have, like, old sheets that the elastic doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I have a fuzzy blanket that I just 
it's like used, but I don't want it anymore. And mm -hmm. I was thinking, I wish I knew how to either donate it or give it to somebody that could repurpose it. Do you know of any resources like that? Um, initially, like the Salvation Army, they're always good for something like that. I would say there are boxes around. I'm not too sure. They're a specific location, but there are boxes where I believe it's called Change the World or something like that. It's a yellow box and it has black labeling. Mm -hmm. And you could just literally put a whole thing of clothes in there. I'm sure the blanket will be fine. And oh. they they come past pretty frequently because I have one uh, not far from me that I um, tend to put things in. And they they come past and empty it all the time because it's not that big of a box. And people mm -hmm. put a lot of stuff in there. They do check it frequently. I've used <coughs> boxes like that before. Like I feel like a lot of churches mm -hmm. and different things like that have drop-off locations. Yeah, okay. or even a thrift store. You can yeah, see. thrift store. Thrift that store. could possibly be like a tax write-off for you, too. Oh, yeah. Gotta mm -hmm. love, gotta love those texts. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love capitalism. <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, that's been, I don't know if you ever think about this, but I moved down to New York City to pursue my dreams of modeling. Mm -hmm. And I... Which is going great. It is going great. It is, you know, I'm... I'm doing it, which is kind of crazy. Like, sometimes I have to think about it. Because not even a year ago, I was working as a registered dietitian mm -hmm. in a federal position at the VA hospital. I had a pension. Like, I was doing all of that. And I just kind of reached a point where I was like, I need to start living for myself and not living for other people and came down here and I and I started doing it but I do kind of struggle sometimes with because I know I've said it like several times like half joking half serious like kind of making fun of capitalism mm -hmm. but I think about it sometimes like I I wish there could be advertisements and commercials that weren't trying to get you to buy something like <laughs> I wish we could just have like billboards like let's be a better person or let's look at how cute these puppies are like with no <laughs> no motive no advertisement like, yeah because like no. I absolutely love being in front of the camera like I really enjoy networking working with people I enjoy working on my appearance and like dressing through creativity I love everything about what I'm currently doing mm -hmm. other than the fact of what I'm currently doing like yeah. I don't do you ever think about that when no, you're doing no, your freelance you. yes I get you wholeheartedly it's just like I love what I'm doing but like I, I, I just hope that it's serving its purpose, but not in a negative way. I don't want to, like, okay, yeah, I know that this product that I'm modeling for is, you know, going to make money. But what is it made out of? Yes, yes, <laughs> like know? skincare, hair care products. Right. I've, had a, I've had a few hair modeling jobs and something about this industry just to like point out and tell me if you've had the same experience but you know very little about your job until you get there 
even when you get there, it's just like <laughs> one, two, gone. Like, okay, have a good day. I'm like, all right, thank you. Yeah, it's like, so what did I just, like, what did I just put in my hair? Like, right, what am- exactly. Yeah, what about... So what about outside your freelancing job? Like, what about with being a sample coordinator? What's that like in- internally for you? So that it, it's fairly new to me, but it's still something how- that I've learned in school. I'm sorry. What oh, you I was just going to ask, how long have you been in that position? <clears throat> the top of the year. So since since January. Okay, December, yes. December, it's January. A, a new position for you. It is. Which I'm learning a lot. Like, I love to learn, especially, you know, with me being in fashion and having fashion as my, my major. I love to learn um, all aspects of that. And from this position is where I coordinate apparel and, and non-apparel, just basically jewelry and accessories and things of that nature, like shoes. And I organize it for it to be prepared for, like, websites and lookbooks and things of that nature. Um, yeah, like the incoming, um, shipment and just making sure everything is categorized and organized so that it's found, um, when they need it. And we have like a mock-up store that they use it for so that it's a reflection of the actual store. So it's pretty interesting. So on the floor and in the catalog and on the website, are you the person who kind of puts together the outfits that like the models are gonna wear no i i'm like the operations part like i, I pull the things a certain department requests certain looks and i just pull them and i organize them and then i like send them to that particular department okay yeah. okay but Same. eventually eventually <laughs> well hey you're, even the way you explained it i'm highly impressed <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Hmm. I think we've been having a really great conversation. And one thing that I always like to ask everyone when we're approaching near the end of our conversation Mm -hmm. is what advice do you have for everyone listening on how they can help make the world a little bit better of a place? I would say start within yourself. Like, it really starts at home. If you want to be a good person, or if you want better in the world, be a good person. Like, be the change you want to see. Mm. Yeah. So true. Yeah. How about you? (sighs) What would you say to that? Oh, what would I say to that? (laughs) Yes. I think we need to slow down. I think we all need to slow down mm-hmm. and disconnect from our virtual reality and connect with our physical reality. Ooh. Because yeah. we're so plugged in to like, I know we're talking about the future and the metaverse and virtual <gasps> reality, but we're like pretty much already there. I mean, obviously we're going to see so much advancement, but like, Social media, I really struggle with social media too. I want to be as authentic as possible, but also I'm very private. So it's like, I really struggle, but it's just like, we need to step away, slow down, turn off, pay attention to our surroundings and our feelings and our emotions. I know people who 
are afraid to either leave relationships or I know people who are afraid to not have the TV on or mm. afraid because they don't want to hear their inner thoughts and their yeah. inner voice. The silence is too loud. Silence is too loud, but that's those are things we need to hear. Yeah. That's like my most basic piece of advice, at least at this moment, on at this day at time that mm-hmm. I would give to people. But I really like what you said about being the change that we want to see. And especially you say. (laughs) (laughs) That is beautiful. (laughs) Thanks, girl. Mm -hmm. I think it it was so great. And I hope that everyone steps away from this, really listens to your insight and everything you had to say about the fashion industry between like garment care and where you're sourcing your new clothes from and Mm -hmm. really being the change you want to see like you be that person that says hey hey guys like let's let's go shopping let's go to the thrift store or Mm -hmm. let's shop in each other's closets and it's okay to be different like you don't just because somebody says or thinks differently than you it's okay to have your own mindset like you don't have to go with the trends or you don't have to go with what everybody thinks a hundred percent actually being different is more cool so in case people didn't get that memo (laughs) (laughs) well miss delvan thank you so much for joining me today on all things good and i really appreciate your time thank you ma'am thank (laughs) you for having me you're welcome. And do you want to plug any Instagrams or websites for either your business or your personal account? Sure. You all can follow me on my model page. That's D-J-A-E LaFace. That's L-A-F-A-C-E underscore and or. You can follow my clothing brand, which is Checkmate X D-J underscore. Yes, I'm working on some new things. New things coming soon. All things good. (laughs) Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Bye. 2,000 gallons of water to produce one pair of jeans? That is crazy. Oh, (laughs) and an update on deodorant training on my end. The past couple of weeks, I haven't really been putting it on, and I gotta admit, it's going pretty good. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Please go to Instagram and follow all things good at ATGpodcast222. Stay connected. I am so happy to have you here on this journey. Next episode, I dive deep and through on what consumer responsibility is and how we can implement it. I am sending you financial abundance and golden opportunities. <laughs> okay, I cannot wait to talk to you again soon. Bye.